This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Tuesday, 29 August, year of earlier, 2023. We're going to spend a lot of time in Georgia. We got Senator Colton Moore. We got the one and only Garland Favorito, who had a press conference today. Hopefully, may even have Amy Kramer, some other activists from down there. But I want to start with uh, Boris Epstein. Uh, Boris, uh, they're coming at President Trump in every different direction on this lawfare, including the judge yesterday set a uh, trial date for, wait for it, the eve of a Super Tuesday. Uh, can you walk through uh, your observations on 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 lawfare unchained? Steve, honor be with you. Honor be with the posse. Here's the bottom line: they know the numbers just like we do. They see the electability number, which is 62 to 13. They see President Trump at 62, most likely to beat Joe Biden or the Florida governor at 13. In Georgia, they see those numbers. The Georgia polling numbers are absolutely out of this world. They are. President Trump is at 57, the Florida governor 15, Pence 4, Ramaswamy 3. So what's happening in Georgia and, and nationally, uh, at the federal level, and in Manhattan, et cetera, is this ab- corrupt, pathetic, rabid attempt to control President Trump, to prevent President Trump from marching back to the Oval Office. But that is not going to be allowed to happen. President Trump and his legal team are prepared and are fighting on every single one of these fronts. And frankly, as you look at each and every one of those cases, they've got nothing, and they know it. Because President Trump, as president, fully in his right and his duty to ensure lawful elections in America, is absolutely in his right and his duty to make sure that elections are not corrupt. And he's been steadfast on the fact that the rigged and stolen 2020 presidential election had to be fixed had to be resolved. And he fought for that then and continues to fight for it now. Yeah, he has a constitutional responsibility to do that. Isn't the election interference just up in your face, though, when she sets a trial date, a trial that should take years to even get to court, that she sets a trial date on the eve of Super Tuesday, just to make not to make too fine a point on it, sir? President Trump has been consistent on this that this is a, is a combination of all of this lawfare, the criminal cases, the civil cases paid by Reed Hoffman, all of these cases that are run by woke radical Democrats, they're, they're nothing but, Steve, as you said, election interference. That is exactly what they are. This trial being set for the, night, the day before Super Tuesday. And look at uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Fonnie Willis requests that same exact date as the start date of, her, of the trial in Georgia. That's obviously not likely to happen. Overall, what you see from the Democrats, Joe Biden fun, sending a fundraising email exactly at 7.30 at night on Thursday last, when President Trump was just walking in to be processed in Fulton County, Georgia, in those squalid conditions. But, but President Trump, again, 
he's eliciting the type of reaction, the type of support, the type of coalescence, the, 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 the kind of, that we have never seen before in this country. If you look at what's happening in the streets of Atlanta, Steve, it is unparalleled. That kind of outcry is absolutely unheard of. Why? Because President Trump is the only one who could save this country. He's the only one who could bring back our borders, bring back our economy, bring back our national security, our energy independence. And that is what you're seeing, that even while this lawfare is going on, President Trump is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. First dropout today, Mayor Suarez. In the, uh, in the Republican primary, because the rest of the field, the pretenders, the keeper else, as you call them, Steve, they know that President Trump is the only one who the American people want to put, put back in the White House. And the more the other side is coming at them, the more the support for President Trump grows all across the country. You know, you talked about the polling. Richard Barris is going to join us. He's just coming out of the field. He got to me right before the show started. He said he's kind of blown away. The numbers are, you know, uh, much higher for President exactly. Trump than he thought. He's going to be on here tomorrow. And, and he's saying that he thinks it's game over, and he's just coming out of the field in Florida. Just go back and hit, because this is just coming out now. Some of this polling that came out this afternoon is mind blowing. This is full-spectrum dominance. We'll just walk me through a couple of those polls again. Absolutely. Georgia. Pre- this is Georgia. President Trump, 57. The Florida governor, 15. That is a plummet for the Florida governor of 15 points since April. President Trump up by seven. The 57-15, then Pence at four, Ramaswamy at three in Florida. Morning consult national. President Trump, 58. Florida governor, 14. Ramaswamy, 10. Then if you look at the, the, the Virginia poll that came out, that's great. When everybody's saying, oh, Yunkin is going to be the new, the, the new golden boy. Yunkin is going to be the savior for the rhinos and the establishment. Wrong. President Trump in the state of Virginia, President Trump, 48, Florida governor, 13, Youngkin in his home state as a sitting governor is at nine. And then a key, key poll on electability among Republicans. Who do you think has the best chance of beating Joe Biden in 2024? President Trump, a big round, 62, the sanctimonious, 13, Ramaswamy, six. Again, these are staggering Numbers, Steve. These are numbers that are showing just how much the American people are circling around President Trump and how dedicated they are to bringing back President Trump to the Oval Office. Boris, thanks. Uh, how do people get to you on, on uh, all your social media? Because now more than ever, you have to follow Boris. Absolutely, Steve. It's an honor, honor to talk to you to the posse. Always signal that noise. Website is BorisCP.com. Sign up right now, BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at Boris CP. Hot on Twitter at Boris CP. True social at Boris. And the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong. God bless all offense. Thank you, brother. I want to bring in now Senator Colton Moore from the great state of Georgia. Senator Moore, you've been on a couple times. You put that uh, amazing letter out calling for a special session. Here's what I don't get. With obviously this lawfare that come at Trump from every different angle, it's not working. You can see that in the numbers. There's other numbers we're going to tomorrow about minorities starting to come to President Trump just across the board. What is happening? To just I, I don't I'm not feeling it from the Republican Party leadership down in the great state of Georgia, because this is going to be a humiliating process for Georgia, not for Donald Trump, sir. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I know you've had uh, some other senators on 
and uh, they continue to point at every excuse not to take action. We have a legislative authority. We have oversight capabilities. I've heard from other senators that say we don't have subpoena power. Well, I would encourage them to look at Georgia Code 28-1-16, which gives the Ethics Committee in both the Senate and the House subpoena power through the Fulton County, ironically, uh, Superior Court. Um, we've got the ability to, to uh, subpoena documents, to subpoena witnesses. And at the end of the day, we've got the legislative authority to call in the Supreme or the uh, state troopers and bring these people in, right? I mean, we are not taking action. I figured by 10 days into this, I would have 15, 20 of my fellow Republican senators signing on calling for a special session. And they have pointed their fingers and given every excuse in the book not to take action. I mean, it only takes a simple majority to defund Fonnie Willis. That's all it takes. And meanwhile, we're being embarrassed because we've got the United States Congress. God bless Representative Jordan and Representative Biggs for, for taking some action and considering defunding her of federal dollars. But in the meantime, we're giving her our Georgia dollars, and these senators are reluctant to do anything. They, they are totally afraid of Governor Brian Kemp. And at some point, their constituency, you know, they're calling them up now. They're encouraging them to sign on to this special session. But eventually, they're going to stop calling, and they're going to start primarying. Now, this, uh, tell me, what is Kemp and the AG's problem? This is, I was saying this morning, Georgia punches way above its weight. You know, you got Texas, California, yeah. these massive states with, with huge GDPs that are the size of countries. But Georgia is known throughout the world. Right. Not just the airport, um, right. you know, but all the international companies are there. What, what, what is this is going to be humiliating because every day this is going to look worse for Georgia, Absolutely. like a kangaroo court, Absolutely. like a Stalin show trial. What, why, why, what did Kemp and the establishment not get about this? You know, Even I if they think hate Trump. What if they don't get about the humiliation of Georgia? I mean, I, I was talking to one of my fellow senators today. I said, when was the last time you spent a million dollars on anything? I was like, we got a fellow senator going to spend a million dollars in defense of himself. But it's just like Nazi Germany. I mean, they want to call us the Nazis and their actions are Nazism. I mean, first they go after your enemies and you don't say anything because they're your enemies. And that's exactly where the governor is right now. He looks at Donald Trump as an enemy. So he's like, I'm not going to say anything. Right. Then they come after your friends. I've got a friend who's being indicted. Many friends. Guess what? I'm seeing what they're doing to my enemies and I'm trying to speak out for my friends. But my other senators are so reluctant. They're, they're like, oh no. I mean, I don't want to be charged for obstruction of justice if, if, I, if I move out here and say anything. I mean, these 19 people aren't being treated like Americans. I mean, Stacey Abrams, Hillary Clinton, they objected to what they thought was not integral by an election. We didn't prosecute them. They were treated like Americans. They've got a First Amendment right to question the integrity of an election. But Donald Trump and these 19 others, they're not being treated like Americans. Steve, I swore an oath to the Constitution, and I have a legislative duty to advocate my other legislators into calling for a special session. And for them to point and make a finger at this prosecutorial council, well, guess what? That thing hasn't even maintain Supreme Court muster yet. It's being challenged. The rules that that commission establishes has to be uh, voted on favorably by the Supreme Court. That's yet to happen. So what happens on October 1st when this prosecutorial commission hasn't gotten the job done? 
It's going to be eggs on these legislators' faces. They have the ability themselves right now to, to, to write a letter to the governor and say, I demand a special session. Why are my constituents' tax dollars funding Fonnie Willis? The folks up in your, in your, uh, in your district that you represent, what are they telling you? Oh, I mean, they couldn't be more excited about this fight that I've, that I've pushed out. I mean, they don't want, they sweat every day for those tax dollars. They see what's going on. They're scared for themselves. I mean, my goodness, how many people in my district question that election? I mean, and now that we've got 19 people who are facing the rest of their life in prison because they spoke out against an election. I mean, you know, I I told one senator, I said, listen, I said, we've got to put our heads together and figure this out. We need to be taking action right now, because if we don't, our constituencies are going to be fighting it in the streets. Do you want a civil war? I don't want a civil war. I don't want to have to draw my rifle. I want to make this problem go away with my legislative means of doing so. And the first step to getting that done is defunding Fonnie Willis of any Georgia tax dollars. And hopefully Representative Jordan and Representative Biggs will follow suit in Congress and strip her of her federal dollars, too, because she is not upholding her oath to the Constitution. Senator Moore, before I let you go, got about a minute. What specific action are you calling on for your federal senators, state senators down in Georgia? Write a letter to the governor and say, I am signing on with Colton Moore asking for a special session immediately. If you live in the state of Georgia, please double down on your state senator and your representative and say, do what we want as a constituency. Stand up for Donald Trump. Stand up for the 19 others that have been taken political prisoner. Don't side with Fonnie Willis. Don't let her continue this charade. And if you live outside of the Georgia, you can always go to my website, coltonmore.com slash emergency. You can sign on to the special petition there and uh, any help that you can give in this fight. I mean, just today, you know, I had two senators, Senator Bo Hatchett and Senator Shelley Eccles, who were like, oh, Colton's just grandstanding. Well, guess what? We sent out a thousand plus text messages in each one of their districts out of my campaign funds today reminding their constituencies that they are the holdup right now on calling a special session. I mean, I I will take this flag to the governor's feet. uh, Senator Moore, real quickly, give again, where do people go? Yeah, it's coltonmore.com. That's C-O-L-T-O-N-M-O-O-R-E.com slash emergency. Senator Colton Moore, the tip of the tip of the spear in Georgia. Honored to have you on here. You're a hero and a patriot. Garland Favorito next. As central banks and countries like China, India, Australia begin transitioning to a digital currency, the Federal Reserve has been contemplating the same for the United States of America. With a digital currency, the government could track every single purchase you make. Officials could even prohibit you from purchasing certain products, or even easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. These are some of the reasons concerned Americans reach out to Birch Gold Group. They want to have a physical asset that's independent from the U.S. dollar. Gold held tax-sheltered in a retirement account. Remember, gold held in your tax-sheltered retirement account. Learn if gold is right for you. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. 
888-298-9898. That's Bannon. 989898. And Birch Gold will send you a free information kit today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold has been helping my listeners and viewers from the very beginning of the show. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold because of a central bank digital currency becomes reality. It'll be nice to have some gold to depend on. Take action. Use your agency. Do it today. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Ask the professionals over there a simple question. Why are the central banks associated with the BRICS effort? Why are the central banks that control the country, com- countries that control oil, the natural resources, why are they buying gold at record rates in 2022 and now into 2023? And the Federal Reserve is working on a uh, Federal Reserve a central bank digital currency. Get the answer from Birch Gold today. Make sure you immerse yourself in all the information around uh, precious metals. Quite important. Not just in your community, becoming a leader in this movement, understanding, weaponizing yourself, also for your own personal financial information. So go to Birch Gold today. Uh, Garland Favorito, you had a press conference, uh, and you got to go pretty far in the woods to hit your tripwire. But you had a press conference today, and it was not simply about voter integrity and, and how the election was stolen and showing affidavits and math, etc. You actually called for... I guess the removal, the firing, the impeachment of Fannie Willis. Why are you taking a harder stand than the Senate of Georgia, which could call a special session and get down to this defunder immediately? Well, it's because we have more courage, Steve. And uh, we so today we uh, call for the impeachment of Fannie Willis for prosecutorial misconduct. And what that means, according to the law, is tyrannical partiality in the color of her office. And this, we went through this 41 count indictment step by step, and we explained uh, how she misapplied law and statements of fact or factual information in order to drum up all these charges and claim that her political adversaries, 19 of her political adversaries, were actually um, uh, committing crimes of racketeering. Uh, it's, it was just absurd, absurd. We walked through it. The reason we did this is because we're all about election integrity and security for the next election. And if she can do this to 19 of us, uh, many of whom were Georgia citizens, honest Georgia citizens, uh, she's going to come after everyone in the state of Georgia eventually under these false uh, claims that uh, we cannot exercise free speech to challenge elections in the state of Georgia when they're conducted improperly. Just give me, take a second and just give a summary of the prosecutorial abuse here as you see it. Because I've talked to, and we're on Mike Davis on at six. I've I've talked to a lot of experts and they're saying this, and this is why I keep talking, calling out Kemp in the AG to say, this is a humiliation for Georgia. This racketeering RICO thing is absurd. It's absurd, and people know it's absurd, and you can't hide from it. But walk, walk me through it, Garland. Yeah, so just a half a dozen little points here. She alleged that 
uh, false statements were made about election, the 2020 election, we've analyzed these and they are actually, some of these are actually true. In fact, quite a few of them are. And even if they were not, they were protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution as free speech. Um, she has uh, claimed that you can't, you know, making a presentation to the um, to the Senate and the House and their committee hearings that is solicitation, a violation of oath of office. That's absurd on its face. Um, she tried to criminalize all the legitimate contingent electors for the uh, 2020 election. Uh, she filed false charges against the uh, for computer crimes that didn't really happen against uh, those who were trying to expose voting system failures. And then she filed false charges against those trying to protect potential witnesses of election crime. So it's basically a complete misapplication of racketeering, forgery, and solicitation statutes um, and trying to apply those to perfectly legal activities in the state of Georgia. So, so here's what I don't understand. That's obvious. You had the press conference. I've been inundated from calls from professionals to say this. What is the attorney general? The attorney general and the governor could shut this thing down right now. What is, or the senators could call a special session and shut it down. What is it about the establishment, the political, the, the conservative Republican political establishment in Georgia that doesn't get what's going on here? Well, they're, first of all, they're not really all that conservative, but they're part of the uniparty that you've described on your show quite often. Um, they're part of the corruption. They were elected by the voting system. And uh, just this weekend, we were at an, the 8th District Fish Fry in central Georgia, and Governor Kemp was the keynote speaker there. He did not want Voter GA there as a sponsor. We had already paid our sponsorship fees, to, and we wanted to support that event like we did the state convention where we were so warmly received. Uh, but he uh, didn't want anyone even wearing a shirt that mentioned election integrity. Okay, this man has lost his, his, his marbles. He's completely gone off the rails uh, to trying to cover up what happened in 2020. And then you've got the attorney general who has complete unbridled authority to, uh, to uh, make sure that the affairs of the state are conducted legally and properly. We cited the statute today in our press conference, and he has been absolutely quiet and even filed an amicus brief on behalf of Secretary of State in an attempt to prevent us from looking at the counterfeit ballots in Fulton County. So these two are, are just completely useless. And then, as you said, Steve, the, it falls upon the legislature to do something, and they need to investigate the election, conduct hold a special session, as Senator Colton Moore has said, and uh, they need to investigate Fannie Willis and take the appropriate action, which is uh, a clear case of impeachment. So hats off to Colton Moore for leading that charge. Uh, we uh, wish him the best, and we will back him 100%. Garland, let me, I want to go back to this fish fry because I did see some video over the weekend. I want to make sure I'm not misinterpreting. I don't have time to pull it up, but... Is this the fish fry where he's actually admitted to one of the participants, one of the people there, that machines can be hacked? Or was that, did they cut the video too, too, 
tightly. Did he really answer that? Because he kind of matter of factly well, said, yeah, if you got a machine, it can be hacked. Well, that's right. And uh, Sam Carline, who was interviewing him at the time, repeated it. And then Brian Kemp repeated it again. Uh, but my, my favorite comment, though, was just a little bit lo uh, longer in the video when uh, Phil Searcy, who was running the video out of Grady County, said that, I, I, you know, we just want transparent elections. And he says, he turns to uh, Phil and says, well, if you want transparency, you need to be a poll uh, worker. Well, being a poll worker doesn't give you transparency if Brian Kemp is insisting on on cutting the counting the ballots in full sequency, and Brad Ravensburg and Chris Carr are hell bent on on keeping those ballots secret so that we can never verify the electronic voting results or detect counterfeit ballots. Uh, it's it's a scheme. It's got to stop. We need honest, transparent elections. And uh, hats off to uh, Colt Moore for leading the way. Why I, I didn't get when the video got sent to me, I, I, I couldn't understand why the governor is he like a mob boss? Why? Why do you have a problem with the election integrity T-shirts? What, what's the problem with election integrity? Um, it, this is fascinating, Steve, and I wish I could give you a clear answer as to what the problem is. But the Georgia GOP statewide, as you know, we've talked about on your show. We have, uh, they have, uh, election integrity advocates has, have swept all of the positions in the state executive, uh, official positions in the state executive GOP. But some of the district chairs are still Kemp holdouts. And in this case, it was the 8th district chair, Chan Jones, and the 8th district who voted to uh, not allow us to attend. And then Chan Jones did not want any. Um, any of the any election integrity shirts at all, even just things that said truth and trust, trust and transparency, they wanted those banned, and that uh, was done uh, almost assuredly at the behest of uh, Governor Kemp, because we understand that uh, Governor Kemp refused to speak unless uh, Chan Jones had, who was one of his uh, high school or college buddies, unless he had cleared the room of that type, anything visible in regards to uh, securing Georgia elections for 2024. Um, if, if finally, if this trial goes forward, which I don't think it will, I think this thing will be shut down long before, but if it did, is there any question in your mind that if you guys get to present, and this is truly adjudicated, that the American pe people in Georgia and the American people and people throughout the world will see that Georgia was stolen in 2024, sir? Well, there's there's no doubt in my mind, Steve, and that is why I think you're absolutely right. This case will never go to trial, uh, in my opinion, because what this is all about and what's happening now is political grandstanding. Uh, Fannie Wells filed this against political adversaries and an attempt to inflict as much damage as she could uh, on her political adversaries. And she's obviously a Democrat and um, has uh, was supported wholeheartedly by the Democrats. And she's simply trying to take out as many uh, ranking Republicans as she can. I'm not talking about necessarily those who are in office, but the infrastructure of lawyers and and uh, and activists and everything else she can she can take out with this crazy uh, indictment that she has come up with. 
<laughs> Garland, how do people get to you? Social media and website. Where do people go? VoterGA.org. Uh, we are on almost every uh, social media platform uh, at, at VoterGA or hashtag VoterGA. And thank you for asking, Steve. We are um, all volunteers and we exist on contributions uh, and that come in. And I uh, also want to mention the electors uh, fund that, that they need help as well. Perfect. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. Fight on in Georgia, which was stolen in 2020. Back in a moment. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Stephen K. Bannon. We're going to have a lot more about Georgia and all these. Uh, Mike Davis is going to join us at 6. Then tomorrow morning, uh, we're going to do some polling in the morning, let you see the math. We'll have some other people in Georgia. Uh, folks, and we're on the, one of the big stations down there, John Frederick's Radio Network. So those that don't see us on the streaming or on television, catch us on radio down there. This is uh, not about Trump. This is about a humiliation of a political hack uh, posing as a district attorney that has put something up that is ludicrous. This racketeering charge, it's ludicrous. The reason she's got a racketeering, she doesn't have any underlying crime. And, um, and you're rolling up in this. She's rolled up in this, these American citizens. Now, um, average American citizens. Harrison Floyd, because of the pressure put on by this show uh, and, and making sure that Harrison had, a, uh, had, had good attorneys, I understand that Harrison is going to be out tonight between 6 and 7. If he's out and he's near a cell phone, we're going to try to get Harrison to call in. If not, we'll have him tomorrow morning. But I think that's going to be taken care of. But the folks uh, in Georgia, particularly the political establishment, and the political establishment in Georgia should understand something. This is not going away. This is the future. We'll show you the polling tomorrow. So, and we're going to, if we don't see some action, we're going to start, you know, um, making the people that support you. And I don't mean voters. I mean the big donors. We're going to out the big donors down in Georgia that are in back of the attorney general. Attorney general wants to be governor and, and Kemp and other Kemp's, Kemp's other allies. Kemp, you know, Kemp's 
got this fantasy he's going to be president of the United States one day. That will not happen. Same fantasy that Ron DeSantis and all the donors back in Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is going to be president. Not going to happen. Never going to happen now. Blew any chance he had. Same with Kemp. Because what's happening in Georgia cannot be allowed to stand. If we allow it to stand there, then this republic's finished. This republic's finished. And there are enough patriots out there that are going to say, no, can't do it, not on our watch. Not not given what our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents all the way back, not what they went through, not what they sacrificed to build this country. We're not going to let the Kemp's and the AG and the Republican establishment in Georgia kind of throw it away. Not going to happen. Now, this is a 30-front war. There are many other fronts we're fighting on, but this one in particular is most egregious. Most egregious. And this is all about political am- ambition and retribution and revenge. That's what this is all about. And it's not, it doesn't wash. Doesn't wash. And we're not going to allow it to stand. So we'll get as rough as we've got to get. And donors should understand you back this. You're, you're, you are the problem because you're backing the uniparty down there that's looking the other way on this thing. So be warned. Be warned that if you are one of these big money donors to the Republican established down there, stand by. Check our, check our body of work on topics like this in the past. Uh, but the Georgia State Senate should immediately, senators there should immediately send letters and, and just have a special session, debate it out. Hear what Colton Moore and other people have to say. Okay, on another front... Talking about elites that have sold us out, I want to talk about the Chinese Communist Party. And this is one of the reasons I want the the CCP situation is now coming up to the forefront because their economy is teetering because the Chinese Communist Party over leveraged and kind of had a Ponzi scheme, even more than the Ponzi scheme in commercial real estate here, which is about to crater in the good old United States of America. They've got a 2008 type Ponzi scheme going in their commercial real estate. In China, so now everybody on Wall Street and the Biden crime family and everybody, all they're trying to think about is a bailout. One thing you have to remember now: they're teetering. They're trying to put together bricks. They're trying to give the U.S. dollar to destroy the U.S. dollar. They're trying to put together another geopolitical entity that can help them consolidate the Eurasian landmass and become a hegemon, and force the United States basically out of Asia. Right. And out of out of uh, relationships with our, with our allies and particularly these markets, which are so initially because America is a Pacific nation. We're not an Atlantic nation. We're a Pacific nation. Yes. Many of our forefathers came across the Atlantic centuries ago uh, to help found this nation. But we're not. Uh, the Atlantic is the past. The Pacific has been the future of this country since the late 19th century. Now, we keep going fighting wars for the elites in Europe. And sacrificing the blood and treasure of this country, and particularly the blood uh, of our finest uh, that go to fight. We continue to do that. They want to do it again in Ukraine. But it's we are a Pacific nation, and the Chinese Communist Party understands that. They're trying to destroy this nation. Remember, they will use anything to their advantage they possibly can. This is why I keep saying go to Jace Medical. You have no idea on either rare earths or are particularly the medicine, the generic medicines and the active pharmaceutical agreements, they could choke it down and cut it off tomorrow. And quite frankly, if we keep the trade rules up that Trump has, that may happen. 
The, 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 the commerce secretary is over there kowtowing right now. So go to jacemedical.com. Just check it out. You immerse yourself in information with Dr. Roland uh, and, the, and the team have done there. But check it out because the CCP is going to use every advantage possible. Now, you hear John Kerry and you hear all the, climate, the cult of climate change. They keep saying over and over and over again. That's the United States, and, and you're going to have Dave. I'm going to have Dave Walsh up here. He, he understands it in detail. We've got to be sustainable. We have to be green. We have to do this. We have to do that. Um, you know, your lifestyle has to change radically. All this. You can't eat beef anymore. You've got to do all this because of climate change, the cult of climate change, the, the importance of climate change. And, and you hear carrying these guys, oh, we've got to go to the CCP. They can make their people slaves. They can torture the Uyghurs. They can kill and murder the underground house Christians and the Catholic, underground Catholics. They can do organ harvesting. They can do all this horrible stuff throughout the world. But, but, but you can't do anything because, man, not only do we have to couple the economies, but more important, we've got to worship at the high church of sustainability, the high church of climate change, because we must come together and work with them. It is so they are in your face about how phony this is. While Kerry and the and the and these elites throughout the United States just say China, we got to partner with them. They're going to work on it, and they they got all these great targets. There's an incredible article out today, and Dave Walsh, I want you to take it from here. It just strips away the hypocrisy of all of this, and and absolutely the ridiculousness. We don't have an elite that are serious people. They don't govern like they're serious people. They don't treat the deplorables. They don't have enough uh, respect for the deplorables to actually put this information out. Th- this is not just hypocrisy. It's, 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 it's a crime. Dave Walsh, tell us what's really going on on, all this, on the high church of climate change where we have to look away from everything the Chinese Communist Party has ever done to enslave their people because they're going to be our partners in, uh, in, in sustainability, sustainable development brother. Well, surprise, surprise. I mean, the article pinpoints the fact that the Chinese in the last two years have gone back on a, a coal-building binge to go ahead and build on the, what they've done since about uh, 1980. They've announced uh, last year 82 new coal plants. This year, year-to-date, about 90 new coal plants at a pace of about two-per-week power plants. Now, you know, I—, I have to all due respect to my dear uh, war room audience. I don't want to sound like I'm defending the Chinese, but they're operating in their self-interest. Why are we surprised? They don't buy into the CO2 thing. They need to be industrially developed. They started this trip in 2010. China was still at a 1930 U.S. level of electricity per capita. They've now advanced to about a 1975 level. You know, if you benchmark the U.S. in electricity consumption per capita, they desperately need to fuel their industrial economy with energy, with electricity. And they do that. 61% of their electricity mix is coal. Xi Jinping has announced that he's going to ratchet that down to 59% by 2030, achieve his net zero by 2060, which is it's a myth. Is they don't believe in this. But what they're doing, by the way, they've cleaned this up quite a bit. The plants they're building now are what you call an ultra-supercritical plant. They burn at very high firing temperatures. They're very clean for coal, 50% uh, less CO2 emissions than their prior version uh, two versions ago. By the way, ultra-supercritical technology was invented here, Germany and Japan. Again, we built one of these kinds of plants in the U.S. with um, – 
50% thermal emissions uh, or and uh, efficiency advantage over standard coal. We built one. That's all they're building now. They're clean. They've got sulfur, nitrous oxide, SO2, mercury, and heavy particulates pretty well cleaned up in the new plants they're building. So they're building basically what we referred to a few years ago here, but we stopped doing. They're, they're building clean coal plants in China. They need the electricity. We need the same thing. We need to get off this CO2 mantra they're, they don't accept the logic, the, the science of man-caused CO2 driving temperatures up. The Indians don't buy into it. The Chinese don't. Most of the BRICS nations don't. The Japanese certainly don't by their actions, sometimes rhetoric appeasing to us that they do. But China is acting in its self-interest. We need to be doing the same thing. Instead, you know, we're not only reducing carbon, the carbon footprint, we've reduced carbon emissions. And again, calling them emissions is a mistake. Carbon is not a dangerous carcinogen nor a health, health deteriorating element. It's a natural element necessary for growing food, green matter. We're talking about carbon in the upper atmosphere that's elevated from 0.003% to 0.004% over the last 40 or 50 years. It's, it's a nominal trace element. It doesn't cause warming. So the, the, whole, the whole mantra about this, we've got to get off the issue of accepting that there's some notion of global warming, and we've got to we've got to be building supercritical coal plants. We've got to be building gas plants. That's the essence of our our technological advantage over them. But 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 but, but hang on. But hang on. Hang on. Hold, slow down. How many? Because Kerry and all these guys say China's on board. They're our partner. We can't do anything militarily. We can't take down the CCP financially because we must have them for climate change. How many coal plants have they have they uh, built? What was the time frame you used? How many coal plants was it? Sixty, you said, in the last year or was the last two years? How many they, they built? They announced eighty-two in two thousand twenty-two, and they've announced another uh, 90, 97 this year that they're going to build in the next couple of years. So th- this is huge. Hang on, this is, hang on, hang on, hold, 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 So it's a combination. It's one hundred sixty, right? One hundred seventy. How many? Yeah. The, how many have the United States? What's the United States in that same time frame? Same type of plant. How many is the United States building? We're, we're building no coal plants. We haven't built a coal plant here in 10 years. We ceased the last few 10 years ago. Uh, large gas plants, we've pretty much stopped. And I've just done a very exhausting review of, of most of the integrated resource plans of most of the utilities. They've really ceased building uh, new combined cycle plants as well. The ultra-supercritical coal plants were stopped 10 years ago, 12 years ago. New gas plants have ceased now in most of the utility planting, and these plants emit 45% less CO2 than coal plants do. They're very, very clean burning. All the nitrous oxide, sulfur has all been eliminated from gas plants, but we've also begun to, acceding to this administration, stop building large conventional combined cycle gas turbine plants that recycle their exhaust to create 50% 50% more energy, massively thermally efficient, therefore very low polluting. And again, in actual pollutants, those have largely been eradicated by GE, by Siemens, by Mitsubishi in the design of these plants. But despite that, because we're chasing now net zero, not massive improvement, which we have made already, we're chasing net zero. We, we have stopped budgeting, building base load, continuous duty, fossil yeah. generation. At, at an enormous cost to ratepayers of building all this renewable stuff. Huge. Huge. H- hang on. I want everybody to know that this is on your shoulder. Did I mention the whole world is on your shoulders? 
this whole energy fiasco is also on your shoulders. Okay, we're short, short break. Walsh is going to stick with us. Got Mike Davis, Joe Allen. We're on fire here in the war room. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up. End quote. Now that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens. End quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're getting Dave Walsh booted up for the 7 o'clock hour because there's more I've got to go through with this, but... Just as a snapshot, that if you can put the article back up, that piece is from The Guardian. This is not a MAGA paper, as I know our audience knows. It's probably the most left-wing major paper in the world. One of the best edited, but it's all left-wing content. Um, and they're making a case because they're, they're even more than being Democrats and progressives. They're, the cult of climate change is the highest, and they're calling out China. But here's the part. Is, is the elites act like China's our active partners and China tells the world, yes, we've got, we're going to be net zero in what year could we be net zero? Oh, 2060, 2060. The, the CCP doesn't put out data like on the economy. It puts out propaganda. Everything they do has a strategic idea behind of it, behind it. And that's what you got to play here. We're going to go into more detail. Uh, Dave is going to join me in the next hour. He's getting rebooted through our Memphis uh, studio, so he'll be on there. I want to make sure everybody just shift, shift over, stay on Rumble, or go to uh, Getter. You can get us. Um, and the 6 o'clock hour is one of my favorite hours of the four hours of the day because we can do the clock is different, so I can get into detail, a little more detail. Uh, so Dave's going to make, make us there. Okay, now at 7 o'clock on Getter, and I think on Rumble too, Joe Allen, uh, Joe's book is released today, and so we're going to do an hour kind of Q&A with yours truly and uh, and Joe Allen, of course, Grace and, and Mo, and I think Jane Zirkel will be there too. Dark Aeon, right? Dark Aeon. So we're going to go through, we're going to take questions from the audience. Mo and, and, and Grace are going to work that. We're going to take questions, and you guys are going to get to participate. So 7 o'clock tonight, right after the 6 o'clock hour. Joe, um, tell me uh, tell me how the book is doing, your interviews, all that. I'm going to save that great cold open you got. I'm going to hold that tomorrow because it's so great about war bots. 
right? Tell me how it's going so far. Well, fantastic, Steve. Uh, you know, the best part, I think, is really getting some feedback from some of the people who have read the book or read large portions of it. You never really know exactly how something's going to hit until it's actually touched somebody, until they've actually gotten their head wrapped around it. So that's been a fantastic feeling. And just knowing that the physical copies are going out and uh, people are going to be able to explore a nightmare world that doesn't necessarily have to come to pass. Uh, the uh, As far as Amazon goes, despite certain hurdles, it's definitely kept up in the upper echelons of uh, the top 100 new releases. We are shooting for number one, so if you can help us get to number one, come get your copy. Um, the, 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 it is really difficult, though, given that Amazon allowed for a, a phony uh, book. It was basically a knockoff. They just sent out a journal with uh, zero content. Uh, claiming to be the book, uh, they were able to get number one in archaeology. They siphoned off so many sales. So those sorts of hurdles um, are a pain, but it's really no matter. I, I think that the message in the book is strong enough that as people read it, uh, they'll see where it's coming from. And I, I really do hope that uh, by the time they've gotten to the end, what they're thinking about is the type of positive future they would like to create for themselves, having had a, a, a really broad sampling of uh, some of the dreams coming out of Silicon Valley, coming out of DARPA, coming out of the CCP, and more and more so coming out of our own um, uh, legislature and Congress. Yeah. But people about that, and, and this is a very optimistic book if you work your way through it, but there's going to be a long, tough struggle on this. There's no doubt about it. You know, divine providence and his wisdom has decided that this is the time and place in this kind of temporal world that your being is manifested. Um, and I would love to say it's Sunlit Uplands. It's not, okay? But you live right now in one of the most exciting times in the history of mankind because we're at the inflection point. And I'm not even talking about the fight here for populist nationalism and the Trump movement. You're at an inflection point for the entire human race in the history of the human race, the next five or 10 years is going to set the direction of that. And you have an opportunity. In fact, I would say you have an obligation, a duty. Your dharma is to throw in here and help us fight on team human being. And that's essentially, this book is a primer in that. It, you, will, you will come away changed if you go, if you work your way through this book, you will think quite differently about where we are as a species and where this planet is. And this is no, you know, mumbo jumbo, hocus pocus around the cult of climate change. This is the real deal, baby. That's why we've, you know, uh, Joe took almost a year off. I mean, even being our editor, but taking huge time off, sacrificing entire personal life to write this. And it is a tour de force. And that's not me saying that that's basically everybody in the back cover. So make sure you go to Amazon. It's very simple to see the right one, the phony one. See the pull quotes from people, people you know from the show and other prominent people. It's extraordinary. We're going to be up at 7 o'clock for kind of Joe Allen's coming out party. Couldn't be prouder, Joe. Joe, where do people go to get the book? Amazon to bookstores today. You're going to have to ask for it. Yeah, I'm sure, uh, I'm really, sure Barnes & Noble doesn't have it at the front. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's unknown at the moment, but some aren't. If uh, you want to get a physical copy from a Barnes & Noble or any store for that matter – just go and request it or call and request it. 
that really ups the chances. And like I say, I want to bring the War Room Posse into the conversation. This is your way in. Okay. I'll see you at 7 o'clock, brother. Iris Dement is going to take us out. We're going to take a short commercial break. We are going to be back in the war room. Just a moment. Old hopes brand new. I don't want to get adjusted. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key 
to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 